This is an ABC podcast. ABC Radio Australia. This is Fresh Off The Field. The sporting spirit of the Pacific. Hello and welcome to Fresh Off The Field, live from Honiara at the Pacific Games. It's day 11 and it's exciting, but it's also a bit sad because this is the final day that we're going to be broadcasting live here from Honiara. We've got one more day coming up tomorrow of competition and then, of course, we've got the closing ceremony where I will be cheering for Team Kiribati and, of course, everyone that's taking part. But I do have, uh, well, I have my heritage and I have my culture. Today I went to the uh, merchandise store because I wanted to pick up a bargain and make sure I got a Pacific Games T-shirt that had the Kiribati flag in there. So I went into the store and I couldn't see any. I went up and I asked. I said, do you have any Kiribati T-shirts? And the person working there looked at the other person and then they started speaking in Kiribati. And I said, Māori, guara? which means, hello, how are you? And they smiled and turned around and responded in language and we realised that we were all Ikitabas people in the merchandise store. Uh, they didn't have any of those T-shirts available, but they said, you know what, you Ikitabas, we'll make you one. So they made me a T-shirt on the spot. They printed a Kitabas flag on the back of the T-shirt and now I've got my Kitabas merchandise here from the Pacific Games. I've got a flag waiting for the closing ceremony. Oh, we're based here outside the National Stadium. It's hot. Not as hot as it's been. I think it's pretty... It, I mean, it's always going to be hot here at the Pacific Games. Uh, I'm joined once again by a co-host who joined me on Monday. She has been a co-host of Fresh Off the Field as well. She works for the National Newspaper in Papua New Guinea, sports reporter Patricia Kiamo. Welcome back. Thanks, Bobby. It's great to be back on the show with you. Oh, it's great to have you back. Now, you have been here since the start. I've only been here for a week. How are you travelling? One more day to go. Yeah, one more one more day to go. Um, it's sad that it's all going to end, but I'm looking forward to get some sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I know you have been running around like crazy. I'm just excited that we've actually been able to grab you in so that we can talk to some athletes together, we can talk about the games. How, uh, you know, there's one more day to go. Will you be attending the closing ceremony? Yeah, definitely. I'll be here for the closing ceremony and then I leave on Sunday. Oh, you leave on Sunday. Lots of people leaving on Sunday. Are you going to be working at the closing ceremony or are you going to be dancing and celebrating with your flag like me in the stands? Well, I guess I'll do both. <laughs> you can do both. You absolutely can. Oh, there's been medals, medals, medals today and every day of the Pacific game. Let's take a look at the medal tally as it stands at the moment. New Caledonia have added another few gold medals and now sit 27 clear of Tahiti in the gold medal count and 32 clear overall. Tahiti had a good day. 10 winning, 5 gold. Oh, sorry. <laughs> had a good day, 10. Sorry, winning 5 gold. Salome, who went, uh, who we had on one of the shows yesterday, uh, got her second gold medal this morning in a row in the Aqualathon, oh, a new sport that I am learning about this Pacific Games. Uh, Australia have stretched their lead in third over Samoa who are outright fourth, and with the games coming to an end tomorrow, will likely keep that spot with 33 gold medals and 70 overall. So very good ratios there. Uh, the most interesting battle looks like the one for fifth. So Fiji were ahead of PNG this morning by one gold medal, but just before we came on air, PNG won the 4 by 100 men's and women's relays, so are now one ahead of Fiji with 20 golds in fifth place. Uh, Patricia, did you see this unfold on the track? Yeah, definitely. It was really great to watch PNG climb up ahead of Fiji. <laughs> 
is, is Fiji one of the teams that you just like to beat all the time? Or, I mean, you want to beat anyone, but is Fiji one that you like? Not exactly, but I think uh, most of our teams in Papua New Guinea, you know, they have that rivalry with Fiji. It's uh, St. Paul Melanesian rivalry, I'd say. <laughs> Uh, so, were, was it expected that you would come a- away with these gold medals? Yeah, definitely. Oh, okay, great. Confident. You're as confident yes. as the athletes? Yes, definitely. Yes. <laughs> Speaking of, we'll get some of those athletes on later on in the show as well. Uh, so, there's more though. You're, you're working on the show here now. Are you going to be going to the track and field afterwards as well? Yeah, definitely. We have uh, the Women's Football Grand Final at 7pm. So, the PNG Women are playing, so I'll be there. Oh, you are just non-stop. I love it. Thanks, Patricia, for being here. Uh, speaking of looking for their first gold, we're starting the show with a man who is trying to do just that for Nui in the boxing tomorrow. Dukan Tuta Katoa Williams is joining me now. Welcome to Fresh Off the Field, Dukan. Hi, thank you. So you are in the boxing. How many matches have you had so far before you compete for gold tomorrow? Uh, I've had two. Uh, for I had a bye the first round against... Uh... So then I had did I fight in the quarterfinals? I fought Tahiti on Thursday and then Friday. Oh no, Thursday I fought. I think that these mixed up. That's all right. Yeah. you've had a couple of matches <laughs> no, though. Fought, yeah, just two. A couple of bouts. Yeah, now I got a, I got the final now tomorrow against Tahiti for the gold. How do you manage these conditions? I've asked a lot of athletes. I imagine boxing would be even more intense with the temperatures and the heat. What is it like for you in the ring? Oh yeah, no, this is a first like. It's hot. Yeah. There's no. There's nothing else. There's no other way to describe it. It's just hot. <laughs> Is there any way that you can prepare for these conditions coming yeah. into the Pacific Games? Oh uh, yeah, training in tracksuits and all of that. Yeah. Yeah, but that still doesn't compare to what you feel in the ring. Yeah. yeah. Right. After the first couple of, I guess, rounds when you're boxing, or even the the first few seconds, do you start to get into it and just adjust, and you know that that's it for the rest of the the match? Ah uh, yeah. The first fight was pretty tough. The mm. second fight, last night, that one was a bit easier. So we'll see how we go tomorrow. But we're fighting a bit earlier tomorrow, so might be way harder. Do you prefer like fighting in the morning or the evening or anything, or are you just trying to avoid the heat? To be honest, don't get to choose that. Whatever happens, <laughs> happens. You just have to deal with it. I've heard of some of the boxers that have been struggling to get their weight before they're fighting, and they've been running around in Honiara in tracksuits just trying to drop some weight. How have you been going? Oh, yeah, no, I've been doing the same thing. Oh. Yeah. So, so what, okay, what weight are you trying to lose before the fight? So, uh, what, how much? Yeah. Uh, I came here at 91, I've got to get down to 86. And how do you do that before you're going to fight? What are some of the uh, things that you I've do? I've been dropped down to about 89 just working on my like oh just focusing on my eating and drinking and then 89 and then just sweat out the rest like literally running in yeah. track suits around the place yeah early morning before the weigh-ins oh, and how about eating like I, I always get interested to know you know you're dropping all this weight before you're going out to fight are you eating healthy yeah. or yeah you do you healthy you do try refuel but like you just whatever you eat just comes out straight away yeah. So your body's not even like absorbing any of that food. Oh, damn. Now, this is your first Pacific Games. How have you felt, uh, found it, being here in Honiara? Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. Um, you don't have to go out and see the world. The world's here for you. Or some of it, at least. <laughs> yeah. How have you enjoyed bonding with some of your New A and teammates? And not just in the boxing ring, but, you know, with the other sports that New A are representing? Uh, 
how have I found it? Yeah, have you bonded oh, yeah, with any cool. of the others? Or? Yeah, because we're all based in New Zealand, and then all the other sports, they're all based in Australia. So get to meet mum, you know, more people. Yeah, right. People. So you're based in New Zealand. Uh, tell me about your connection to Niue. Uh, so my parents are both full Niue. My dad born and raised there, and my mum was uh, born and raised in uh, Auckland, in New Zealand. Right. Yeah. Have you ever um, had the chance to go back to Niue yourself? Yeah, I visited there last year for my first time. Um, I took my dad back with me. He hadn't been since I was born. Oh, wow. Yeah, so took him back with me last year. How was that experience? Yeah, no, that was, that was good. Yeah? Yeah. What did you get up to when you were there? Was he showing you where he grew up or tell me um, about his village? <sighs> <laughs> nah, he t- it's like he turned into a little kid there. Oh. From when he used to be the last, yeah, that was that was cool. Yeah, but what was it? I don't know. It's just can't explain it really. Yeah, nice to have that connection. Yeah. to home though as well. Nah, because I had surgery and I was like on um, painkillers the whole time. So oh. <laughs> yeah, so and it was it was hot like this, but I'm on painkillers. I got like my arms in the sling and I'm just like drugged up and I can't. Okay. I, couldn't, I couldn't enjoy it. So you can't remember any of that. I can remember. I can't. Remember, I can remember it, but I was just like, it was hot. I was just like, man, I just want to go home. <laughs> okay. Oh, now I mentioned that this is your first Pacific Games, but yep. you have competed in the Commonwealth Games, picking up the first medal for first medal ever. New A. Yeah. yeah. Uh, how was that? Oh, uh, now I look. At, now I understand like how big that was. But during the time when I did it, I was like. Uh, it's just the bronze, and uh, I didn't really accept it for what it was. Yeah. I didn't understand it. I wasn't really, um, wasn't really appreciative of it. When do you think you were appreciative of it? When did you realise? Uh, so I went through some. So after, after I kind of um, found out that I should have been more appreciative of it, which was probably in June this year. Yeah, I spoke to. I spoke to a boxer about it, a New Zealand boxer. She helped me a lot with it. Her name's Alexis Pritchard. She helped me a lot. She helped me to just like realize a lot of stuff about myself mm-hmm. and about like those experiences and how to deal with them. So yeah, and then once yeah, once I spoke with her a couple of times, I started to be, I started to what is it, be, be a bit more grateful. Way. Yeah. 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 I think we're hearing that from a lot of athletes who are kind of reconnecting with their um, with their homelands later in life, or you know, when they've lived in Australia or New Zealand, America. Now, you do have your fight happening tomorrow. Yeah. What are you doing between now and then to prepare? If you need to lose any more weight, or what are you doing from now and then? Um, I'll probably have to, I have to lose another like two kilos, but I could do that in the morning. <laughs> yeah. How do you do it in the morning? I, I, I'd love to know. Just put on some clothes and start running for like 20 minutes. Really? Yeah. Dang. Do you, are you able to drink water? Uh, yeah, after, the, after, you, after you make weight, you can drink, eat whatever. Right. Okay, so you do it all, weight, and then straight away. What is the time between weighing in and fighting? Uh, so they normally have two sessions. So you weigh in probably around like 8 or 9 in the morning, and then there's a 1 o'clock session and then a 6 o'clock session. Right. And yeah. Do you know what you're fighting yeah. in tomorrow? I'm in, I've got the last fight tomorrow, so like the last fight of the tournament tomorrow. Right. Yeah. Okay. Oh, at one o'clock. At one o'clock. Yeah. Okay, so you just say your weigh-in's at eight or nine, and then from ten till twelve you'll be at an all-you-can-eat buffet. Is that yeah, you can do sort that? Sort of. <laughs> sort of, yeah, just lying down, eating, drinking. <laughs> uh, wonderful. How are you expecting to go? How do you think you're going to go? You're going to get the gold for New A? 
Of course. Of course, I love it. That's what Confident. I came here. That's what I came here for. Brilliant. And on that note, thank you so much, uh, Dukin. All yep. the best for your gold medal match. Appreciate you coming on the show. Thank you. Up next, I headed along to the netball semifinals today, and Tonga versus Som- uh, Samoa was an absolute thriller. Hear who won the nail biter? <laughs> nail biter in just a minute. Tune in to SBS Samoa News on ABC Radio Australia. SBS Samoa News features independent news and stories connecting you to life in Australia and Samoan-speaking Australians by our friends at SBS Australia. SBS Samoa News. Tune in Mondays and Thursdays at 6.05am Samoan time for one hour of news in the Samoan language on ABC Radio Australia. On ABC Radio Australia, you're listening to Fresh Off The Field, live from the 2023 Pacific Games. Here at Friendship Hall for the semi-final, Samoa taking on Tonga. At halftime, Samoa led Tonga 29-27. Tonga took a strong lead in the third, and we've got less than four minutes to go, and scores are level. Tonga and Samoa, 54 apiece. The bench for both teams standing up on the sidelines. No one is left sitting down. Less than a minute and a half to go. Tonga and Samoa, 56 apiece. Tonga have the ball. Whoever wins this game will go into the gold medal match that is being played tomorrow and will be played against the winner of the other semi final, Fiji and PNG, which is up next in the Friendship Hall. 30 seconds to go. Tongan goal shooter has possession of the ball. and they have the ball in the middle. Looks like it's going to go Tonga's way. They lead by one point, less than five seconds to go. I'm in the middle of the crowd here. Tonga have defeated Samoa in the semi-final, 57-56, and will play in the gold medal match tomorrow. Very happy Tongan crowd here in Friendship Hall. So I'm just in the crowd now. Tonga have defeated Samoa and they're going into the final. Uh, your partner was playing for Tonga. Who's your partner? Uh, my wife is Halida Veve, the captain of uh, Tonga Tala. Yeah. Halida's been on the show fresh off the field. She was really excited about coming here for the Pacific Games and hoping for gold. How exciting was it on the sidelines just watching that game now? Yeah, it was pretty exciting. Um, my heart's heavy because I'm, I'm Samoan too, but I married Halida, so I was rooting for her and... It was a good game, you know, it was a heavyweight clash and the girls did good and yeah, super stoked for my wife and her gold medal title now, so that's the next next uh, goal now. How was it? We had quite a few people here from Tonga supporting the game. Yeah. Are these other athletes? Good to see everyone getting behind everyone. Yeah, I think it's mostly the athletes because most of the, the girls' families in there are still back home, but yeah, it's good to see all the other athletes come support the girls and, you know, it's no better feeling than that. What's the journey been like for Hulita leading into the Pacific Games? Um, it's a hard journey for her. She's a mother. She's got work, everything else, firebirds. So she's got it harder than you know, us males or females do. So 
she's done a lot of hard work to get here and hopefully we, you know, all this hard effort for the goal too. She said it, it means so much for her to pull on the Tongan jersey. How big of an effort is it for her to come here, lead the Tongan team and make it to the gold medal match? Yeah, it's a massive effort. It, anything for the, you know, there's a lot more than their lives in sports. They, you know, they, they sacrifice a lot. So just makes everything a bit sweeter. Even just this game, it was pretty, you know, I was getting emotional on the sideline and my kids and, yeah, it was pretty good, yeah. How do you think you're going to go watching her in the final tomorrow uh, for the gold medal? I don't know. We'll save that for tomorrow. See, save all the emotions for tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks for your time and enjoy the rest of the Pacific uh, yeah. Games. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you. This is Fresh Off the Field, live from the 2023 Pacific Games on ABC Radio Australia. Oh, it was a nail-biter when we were sitting right in amongst, or actually between the Tongan and Samoan crowd. Uh, in the other game, Fiji beat PNG 59-45, so they will play Tonga for gold tomorrow. Samoa will play for bronze against PNG. Uh, Patricia, PNG have been pretty successful on the track lately. Yeah, Bobby, this week PNG's athletics team have been really exceptional on the track, uh, collecting medals here and there. And this afternoon, we're very fortunate to have with us two of PNG's sprinters uh, in Benjamin Aliel and Leroy Kamau. Welcome, guys, to the show. All right, so first up, Leroy, we'll start with you. Um, how was the whole experience of competing in the Pacific Games been for you, given it's your first um, Pacific Games? Um. It was okay. Like I was expecting a uh, like uh, a higher uh, like competition, but like it was okay. It was okay. How are you dealing? You know, coping with the heat and running. Uh, the heat here is worse than Papua New Guinea. <laughs> 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 it's too hot. <laughs> Benjamin, uh, you have been uh, really instrumental in um, yesterday's race, uh, the 400 meter taking out gold and. The 4x400 meter relay. Talk to us about that. How was that like for you? Uh, firstly, coming in here in uh, Solomon Islands, I have uh, doubted myself, to be honest, because uh, I pulled up, uh, pulled a hamstring. I had a grade uh, one hamstring tear, and when I came here, I was like, uh, I don't think I'm gonna, I'm gonna do good, but. At the like on my other side, I was like, "Oh, I'm am just gonna go hard, and if I if, if I tear it like all off, then I'll just like stop the race." But as the heats went by, and then I went into the finals, I was so pumped up, I was on another level. So I said, "I'm gonna get this." Yeah. So I trusted myself, and I just executed the race well, and yeah, I get it. How has your hamstring pulled up since the race? Um, it was uh, it was not, it wasn't that sore, but it was all tightness because uh, when I pulled it in um, Aussie in uh, Gold Coast, I had a week off, just off from track, and I, I think that helped me to um, get back into um, my running and all this. Yeah, uh, Benji, uh, for the four hundred meter race yesterday you finished with gold uh, that's an improvement from your 2019 result uh, you got a bronze uh, after Daniel Balhu won silver and you beat him yesterday to get gold how did that feel oh I was, I was so excited yeah um, I thank God for that because um, through him like I've been I've been praying a lot to win a Pacific gold medal I haven't uh, win a Pacific gold medal in a long time 
Uh, the last time I won a Pacific gold medal was uh, 2017. Yeah, so it just, it, it was in me that I needed to get that. So, yeah. Leroy, for you, I imagine uh, this competition has been tough on you, you know, pulling your hamstring too before um, the competition started. And you were disqualified in the 100 meter final. So, how did that, you know, go with you? Um, for me, like, it was upsetting for, like, um, for me, it was uh, upsetting for me to like pull an hamstring before the race. But like, uh, I told myself I have to strap it up and go. I have to, like I have, I have to at least give my country a medal. <laughs> yeah. You were part of the four by four hundred meter relay last night, and uh, a lot of people were a bit worried uh, given what happened in hundred meters. So, what pushed you to you know run that lap and? Pass the button to uh, Benjamin to finish the last lap. Uh, a lot of people were doubting me, like uh, I mean, especially our head coach. But then I like I had to show him that I could do this. <laughs> so when I get the button, I was, uh, I'm gonna do it. <laughs> so like I haven't thought of my hamstring when I got the button. I, have to, I I had to just go out there and run, give it all I get. So like I saved myself for the 200 semis and then I give it all in the uh, four by four. <laughs> yeah, that's it. And so I assume uh, you build off on that performance last night to get into today's 4x100 meter. You were the anchor that finished the race. Yeah. How, how's that uh, entire experience for you, like, you know, getting to gold? Uh, it was okay. Um, I was, uh, we were accepting gold, I expected gold. So, like, like for me, I, I was like, I had to go and like, complete my race without any issues on my hamstring. So <laughs> I was... Coming out, of, I mean, I came out of the like box, and then like I told myself, like I just had to go. If my hamstring like bust out, then let it bust out, because <laughs> this is the last race, last day. So I don't care whatever happens. <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking of uh, last day of competitions, um, after this you're going back to the states for college. Uh, how are you managing, you know, competing and studying at the same time? Um, uh, the competition out there in US is very tough. So like. Like for me, this is the, like my season opener. So, I mean, the, the times that I ran today was okay. Like I was expecting it, so like I had to go and improve my times there. Yep. When you train together, are you competitive against one another? You obviously have a very strong track team in PNG. What is how competitive is that? I'll, I'll go to you, Ben. Uh, yeah, uh, we we're, we're really competitive. Yeah, um, like in our mind, we know that Lira is like really good in the 100 meters and the 200 meters but in the 400 is like um, back at home we have a lot of athletes that are in the 400 meters it's like nine or ten athletes that are really really good in the 400 meters so like they they wanted uh, they have the nationals to choose who like the top three to go in so there are a lot of good runners that missed out because they didn't run pretty well at the nationals yeah Mm. And I didn't run well at the Nationals. I came second, but with a 49, and I wasn't happy. Uh, Daniel Bau, the guy that won the 400 medals today, yeah, he, he, won, he won the Nationals. So in my mind, when we were running here in the 400 meters, I was like, I'm just going to go hard and out. And he, he got up and, like, catch me, then he can. If, if not, I'm just going to go home. <laughs> yeah. So that must have felt um, pretty great, you know, beating Daniel last night to get... The 400 meter goal. Oh yeah, it, it felt so great. Yeah, um, at the track we are we are rivals, but at home we are we are brothers. Yeah, 
even though uh, we don't have the same parents, but because of the track, then that helped us. That kept us. Uh, our bonding was uh, our b- bonding is really good. Yeah, we can be rivals at the track, but outside the track, we are brothers. How do you guys feel, uh, Leroy? Especially you uh, with the gold medal performance in the afternoon that pushed Team PNG up the medal tally uh, and Fiji's down. So PNG's in fifth place now. How do you guys feel about that? Obviously, we're happy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because we, we want the medal tally to go up. <laughs> That's our main goal here. <laughs> I was asking Patricia if there's any countries that it's more enjoyable to go ahead of. Fiji, it's enjoyable to go ahead of them. Any other teams that you'd like to beat? Um, I think Fiji. Like, <laughs> yeah, because they're they Pacific. Because <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. they beat us in the seven, so we have to beat them in the athletics. <laughs> they, can, uh, yeah, they have the union and we have athletics, so like, we have to be fair. <laughs> See what I told you about this Melanesian rivalry? Yes, yes, yes yep. it's all happening. Yeah. Oh. Thank you so much, guys, for joining us on the show. It's been wonderful talking to you. Thank you very much. Best of luck. Oh, so there we are. There we have. Uh, that was Leroy and Benjamin, absolute stars in PNG. Uh, and we've got a lot coming up as well, including a golfer who got a gold medal for Tonga. She's only 16 years old. And at the moment, it is the only gold medal that Tonga has received. Uh, she won the final by 10 strokes. We're going to hear from her just after this. Kick off your Sunday with Sosafina for Morley on Pacific Sundays, right here on ABC Radio Australia. Pacific Sundays is a laid-back weekly wrap of all things Pacific, from news, sport and entertainment to the best island music vibes. So whether you're chilling out, heading off to church or catching up with family, be entertained as you do it with Pacific Sundays. Every Sunday at 6am PNG time on ABC Radio Australia. ABC Radio Australia is now available on 107 FM on the island of Giesel in Solomon Islands. If you live on Giesel or an island nearby, you can tune your radio to 107 FM to catch the latest Pacific news, sport, conversations, music and entertainment anytime right here on ABC Radio Australia. Welcome to our new listeners on 107 FM Giesel. ABC Radio Australia, yours in the Pacific. On ABC Radio Australia, you're listening to Fresh Off The Field live from the 2023 Pacific Games. Here I am chatting with gold medalist Alexis Vacasiola of Tonga, 16 years old. You won gold in the golf. How does it feel to win a gold medal at your first Pacific Games? Uh, it feels great. I'm really happy that I was able to come and represent Tonga and bring home a gold. <laughs> <laughs> What was it like out there on the course in comparison to other courses that you've played in? I felt pretty um, relaxed on the golf course. It was nice to have my uncle as my caddy help um, just keep me relaxed and calm during all everything that was going on. And I felt relaxed in my game and I was able to do good. Have you had your uncle Malachi as your caddy before? Or was this the first time he's been your caddy? Uh, this is the first time he's been my caddy. Uh, would you say that your uncle helped you get that gold medal? Does he claim some of that? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> um, tell me when you got into golf. You were just six years old. How did that come about? Uh, my older sister, Alicia, she plays golf. So 
I kind of just followed in her footsteps and just picked up too. And you play in, so you're based in Arizona. You play in a lot of junior tournaments uh, at the moment as well. What was your thought when you first got asked to play for Tonga in the Pacific Games? Uh, I thought it was really nice because it's a really great opportunity for me. And I, I knew that I could come do well and do something for my country and I represent for Tonga. Now, you won by 10 strokes. That seems like a lot. Were you nervous out there or when did you know that you had gold? I think going into the last day, honestly, I was pretty confident that I would bring home the gold. I knew that I already had a pretty big um, lead going into the final day. So I just had to keep it steady and just keep going. And it would just happen because I knew that I had a pretty big lead after that. (laughs) (laughs) What did it feel like when you were standing on the podium, hearing the Tonga National Anthem and getting the gold medal around your neck? Explain to me how that felt to you. Uh, It felt pretty unreal almost. (laughs) It was was just really nice. Um, I've never experienced anything like that before. So to have that happen was just, it was really exciting and I was really happy. <laughs> Who were you thinking about? Were you thinking about family or, or anything else when you were standing up there representing Tonga? Yeah, I was, I was thinking about my family and I was thinking like, man, I did it. <laughs> <laughs> so you compete regularly, as I said, in Arizona. Uh, tell me how often you're competing and how often are you training? Uh, well, I practice every day. Tournaments are usually on weekends like when school is in session i usually tournaments are like every weekend or every two weekends but during summer it's like a lot of back-to-back tournaments so always playing in a lot of tournaments when did you leave tonga how old were you i think i was still like a baby when i left yeah and have you had many trips back to tonga since no. Are you hoping to go back and visit Tonga at some stage? Yeah. Yeah, I really want to meet my family back there. So you've got family living in Tonga. How hard is it to be away from them? Uh, it's pretty hard because I really want to see them and stuff. But I know that eventually when the time is right, I'll be able to go back and meet everyone, all the friends and family. Mm. What are your ultimate golfing dreams? Uh, I want to become a professional golfer. So that's like the main goal for me. And what is that process? So you're playing juniors at the moment. What do you need to do to become pro? Right now, I kind of want to I wanna go to university first. And then from there, I could try and play in some tournaments that would be able to qualify me for, for becoming pro and stuff. Do you have any routines or superstitions before you play a round of golf? Do you have to have a specific breakfast or do you wear lucky underwear? <laughs> no, I just do a prayer before I go out and that's it. <laughs> How do you stay connected to your Tongan culture? Do your parents tell you stories? Yeah, and I have some, uh, there's some Tongan family and friends in Arizona too, so uh, we stay connected pretty much. Tell me, I've, I've got a kidabus background for myself. My mum used to teach me island dancing all the time. Is there anything that you do that connects you to your culture, whether it be dancing or language? Uh, maybe language. I mean, sometimes my parents, they speak to me in, like, Tongan and English. So you've picked up some of the language then? 
Yeah, I can understand it, but I can't really speak it that well. But <laughs> yeah, um, do you have any golfing heroes? Yeah, I guess uh, Tony Finau, since he's also Tongan and he's professional too, so it's also an inspiration. Have you ever met him? Uh, no. If you got to meet him, what do you think you would say? Uh, man, I don't know. <laughs> Malo alele. <laughs> I might have to be lost for words. <laughs> oh, what was some of the highlights for you being here in Honiara for the Solomon uh, for the Pacific Games? I think uh, staying with like the rest of the Tongan team, it was nice to connect with them, and it was like my little family there. <laughs> so it was nice to have fun with them and experience everything as like a team. <laughs> yeah. Was this the first time that you had met a lot of the team? Yeah. And do you think that you'll have lifelong friends or you'll see them again at another Pacific Games or other tournaments? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How was your trip to get to the Solomon Islands? I've spoken to many athletes that had, some had to take five different planes. How did you actually get here to Honiara? Uh, well, we were actually in Auckland, New Zealand for a week. We were training over there and then we flew out to... Honiara. It was, we only took like a one flight there. It was just peaceful. Are there any particular Tongan foods that you like that's your favorite food? Um, not really. I just, I just like them all. I eat them all. <laughs> <laughs> You'll eat anything. Well, that's like most islanders. I love it. <laughs> uh, how important is faith to you? You mentioned having a prayer before every game. Yeah, it's very important because um, all the glory goes to God because he's blessed me with this talent that I have. And so I'm glad that I'm able to make use of it. You've got a gold medal. You're 16 years old. I'm sure there's going to be plenty more. Where are you storing your gold medal at home? Uh, probably storing my trophy case. <laughs> ah, you've got a trophy case. What else do you have in your trophy case? Uh, just a bunch of trophies. It's a collection of both me and my sis- older sisters. It's, we've been playing in so many tournaments since we were young, and all the, tr- all the trophies are just racking up. <laughs> <laughs> what is your favorite trophy or medal in that cabinet? I think when I won one of my invitationals for my junior golf at home, it's like a, the trophy, it's like a Kachina doll. So I, that one's like really cool because it's really unique. And when my sister used to play in the tournament, she'd always want one, but she never got one, but I got one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, tell me about your sister quickly. So you both play golf. How competitive are the two of you together? Um, honestly, we're not so competitive. We just, um, we pretty much support each other. We just both work hard. Yeah. Good to have a training buddy that you live with. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, awesome. Well, listen, Alexis, congratulations on your gold medal at the Pacific Games. One of many, I'm sure. And thanks so much for your time. Thank you. You're listening to Fresh Off The Field, live from the Solomon Islands and the Pacific Games. Oh, thanks again to Alexis, an absolute star. And no doubt we're going to be seeing a lot of her in the future. So far, only gold for Tonga. We know that Tonga Tala are going to be playing for gold tomorrow. But at the moment, 16-year-old Alexis is, yes, the only gold medal winner for Tonga and an absolute superstar at that. Now, Patricia, there is a big game tonight for PNG. Tell us what's happening in the National Stadium. 
Yeah, Bobby, so we have the women's football grand final happening. It's the gold medal playoff between Papua New Guinea and Fiji. There's going to be a big one. Uh, everyone back home uh, waiting and watching for that match. So uh, Papua New Guinea have held on to that Pacific Games title for the last five consecutive um, games. So if they win tonight, this is going to be their sixth gold medal for football. So a lot's at stake, um, you know big history and all that but Fiji on the other hand they have been relentlessly fighting for their first specific games gold medal in football so both sides are going to be fighting tooth and nail for that for that gold so yeah it's going to be interesting to watch especially with um, Fiji having a score to settle with PNG yeah they lost to PNG last year on their home soil when PNG beat them in the OFC Women's Nations Cup so they they came out here for blood. Yeah. So we're going to see how it goes tonight. Yeah. Oh, it is going to be huge. And, we, I mean, we're talking about PNG and Fiji and that little rivalry there, and especially at the moment because they are fighting for the same position here at the Pacific Games with that medal tally. Uh, I know you're going to be going for PNG. Who is expected to win this game, do you think? Yeah, uh, definitely... Um, I'm supporting PNG tonight, but I, I gotta be honest. Um, Fiji have a really good squad. I've, I've looked at their squad. I've watched the game they played against New Caledonia in the semifinals, and they have a really informed squad. So it's gonna be tough for the PNG women to you know go up against them, but. I have faith just like everyone else back at home. <laughs> yeah, oh, I think I might have to get down and check that out. So that's happening tonight. So Fiji play PNG tonight for gold and it's in the National Stadium. Massive game that kicks off just as the show ends. I think you mentioned PNG beat Fiji uh, in the 2022 Oceania Pacific Final. So Fiji will want revenge. Oh, it's going to be another good game. Uh, Listen, you are listening to Fresh Off the Field here at the Pacific Games, live in Honiara. And yesterday, I headed along to the beach volleyball and met a couple of the Palau athletes. Join me, Jacob Simil-McQuire, for Nisha Daily, a two-hour morning program every weekday on ABC Radio Australia. Nisha Daily connects the Pacific with entertaining interviews, compelling chats, and a splash of island music. We focus on all the interesting and inspiring stories from our people right across the Pacific. Nisha Daily, weekday mornings from 7 o'clock PNG time, right here on ABC Radio Australia. Here at the Beach Volleyball, and I'm here with the two women that are representing Palau. I'll just get you to introduce yourself, say your full name, and if this is your first Pacific Games. Hello, my name is Kristen Sugiyama, and uh, I played mini games last year. And the second one? Hi, my name is Andrea Naivana. Everybody knows me as Andy. Uh, this is my first Pacific um, Games. Yeah. Wonderful. All right, tough conditions in the Solomons. It's been really, really hot. How have you handled it coming in, Chris? Um, at first, when we started practicing, it was really hard. We couldn't breathe well. We are struggling to move around in the sand. Oh, uh, our coach was yelling at us. <laughs> He's telling us, come on, push, you got to push now. So when it gets into game, it won't be as hard. But yeah, we've taken it pretty well. And how about you, Andy? It's tough out there. And even just falling onto the ground, having all of that sand on you as well, I imagine that makes it even hotter for you out there. Yes. Uh, first off, I'd like to thank our government for their support for us giving this opportunity to attend the Pacific Games and our uh, Team Palau sponsors, if you don't mind, I'd like to thank them. They're the reason why we're really here with all their efforts. 
the conditions it's it's definitely more challenging than what we what we have back home um it be us being our first time playing together and pacific game uh i think we had a, a good fight a good fight i love the experience uh, uh the sand is nice uh, and i'm looking forward to uh, the next opportunity I've heard that you guys have been here for a couple of weeks. Chris, how have you, I guess, acclimatised and eased into competition? Oh, um, in the beginning it was pretty, like, it was hard on our bodies. But over the past two weeks that we've been here, it's gotten normal. It's just the heat still that gets to me. <laughs> it doesn't matter what Pacific Island you're from. It, it's very hot here in the Solomons, isn't it? Isn't it, Andy? It's very hot and... Uh, given us, we only had uh, about seven to eight days to practice on the sand. We've been home. Um, we're working on getting facilities, but we don't have a sand court, so we've been playing on grass. So this is actually just our ninth, tenth day of playing on sand. So our feet still a little heavy, but we did we did progress. What are some of the differences between playing on grass and then coming onto sand, Andy? Well, definitely, it's harder to move. Um, and grass, it's a lot slippier, slippier, and you can get more elevation. Here, it's hard to get elevated. The wind, it's pretty windy here. We in Palau, we didn't really challenge uh, a lot of wind when we we're practicing, so that was a little challenging because it's picking up. But uh, at at the end, it's all worth it. It's all worth it. We'd rather it be different than what we had, then, so we can really improve. Uh, I'm interested to hear how you got into beach volleyball if you can't even practice on beach, uh, on sand. Uh, Chris, how did you get into beach volleyball? Well, I started off as an indoor player, and then uh, we have these games uh, every two years, every year in Palau, they're called the Bella Games. And uh, one time, one of uh, like our state representatives said, do you want to play beach? We need a beach team. And I was like, oh, yeah, sure. And, <laughs> and then our coach like invited me to play because I was waiting for like a competition to come up and he's like you should come to practice for Pacific Games I was like oh, okay <laughs> Have Palau had beach volleyball in the Pacific Games before? Have you had teams competing in this event? Yes ma'am we, we have I, I, I don't know when but we have we've had uh, Pacific Games participants yes And the Pacific Games is all about all of the teams coming together you're one part of that how has it been I guess gelling with the rest of the teams that are competing in other sports here for the Pacific Games with Team Palau? Oh it's great we're learning different languages cultures although we have similarities it's very very uh, networking and resourceful to network with our small Pacific Islanders uh, even inviting each other to our islands don't get me wrong Palau has sand we just don't have the court yet that we need to build but uh, we have to drive boats to go to other islands to play on the sand it's not just accessible for where we live right now so Man, it's been great. We've been making Samoan friends because uh, we live in uh, Panatina, so we're neighbors with American Samoa and Samoa. We've been sharing our transportation, um, food, we're, we're sharing breakfast. So, yeah, we love it. I love the network. It's a good community here. Uh, Chris, tell me how you and Andy got to become partners in beach volleyball. Okay, so it started as a trial since she actually had someone practicing with her before that. And then I was actually working... I was working this one day and she and my coach came to the store and they were buying stuff and uh, I work at the mall and I went up to bag for them because I know them. And then my coach goes, Chris, what are you doing now? I said, I'm not doing anything. <laughs> He's like, start coming to practice and we'll see how that goes. And I was like, okay, no problem. And then, well, we started practicing and we got chosen as the team to participate for Team Palau. 
Oh, that's incredible. I love that story. Thank you. Uh, what has been a highlight for you since you've been here, Andy? It can be anything, whether it's playing or just the atmosphere here at the Pacific Games. Well, personally, uh, we started out as a team asking ourselves of why are we here? Uh, we're from a very small country of 18,000 people, but we are. I, I'm a founder of an NGO with youth, and we have a, quite a good uh, number of followers that love volleyball. They're younger. Some are some of our age, but most of them are younger. So we really wanted to come here and try to open windows for more opportunity for the people back home. Um, she's young. Uh, I'm probably on my window out. Um, we still have micro game. This is kind of a practice up for us for micro game. We're both baske- started basketball players. Uh, I joined volleyball very late. My husband, Saki, is uh, the volleyball coach, and he's a beach volleyball player, Fijian. Um, so, yeah, I guess I kind of got locked in from there. And uh, we have a big family, too. So back home, they all love volleyball and baseball. But, yeah. <laughs> How about you, Chris? Have you enjoyed any other sports whilst you've been here? Or do you play any other sports? Andy, you just mentioned basketball as well, was it? Oh, yes. I was actually supposed to do a three-on-three, but the events are conflicting, so I had to choose one. And you chose beach volleyball. I, I did, yes. <laughs> that sign, when they came to the store, I took that as a sign. I was actually really conflicted. Like I even asked God, I was like, Lord, give me a sign. I'm so torn between these two. What should I do? And they came first and they asked because nothing was happening with basketball at the time. So I was like, oh, this is the sign, isn't it? <laughs> well, you two were brilliant out there. Thank you so much for having a chat with us on ABC Fresh Off The Field on ABC Radio Australia. Uh, and good luck. Enjoy the rest of the games. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Oh, there we have it. So the beach volleyball in the men's semis. Solomon Islands take on Tuvalu and Australia go up against Northern Mariana Islands in the other semi. The winners go on to the gold medal match. Uh, Patricia, what is beach volleyball like in PNG? Well, beach volleyball in PNG, uh, it's mainly played in the nation's capital, Port Moresby, and uh, a couple of other coastal uh, places in Port Moresby. It's, the sport is not really big, uh, but uh, it's something that uh, the Beach Volleyball Federation are working towards. Uh, the indoor volleyball is much bigger than beach volleyball, but it's a growing sport. Yeah, one of the things that the Palau players were saying was that they don't have beach courts. So, you know, they have beach at the beaches, sorry, they have sand at the beaches, but they don't have any sandy volleyball courts that they can practice on. So they're playing on grass or they're playing on hard surfaces and then they come over here and they have a week to prep playing on sand. Uh, And some of the difficulties are just jumping. I think it's very hard to jump. It's just a lot heavier. Uh, What's it like in in PNG? Similar with the facilities? Yeah, definitely. It's similar. Like the only uh, beach volleyball facility we have in Port Moresby is at the Sir John Guy Stadium. It's uh, they have sand and um, you know nets and stuff set up for the beach volleyball players to train and all that. But um, most of the time, they actually go out to the beach to you know have the actual feeling of what it's going to be like when you're out competing. Mm. at uh, competitions like this, but it's pretty much similar to, uh, yeah, Palau. Yeah, and you had a chance to catch up with someone from beach volleyball in PNG? Uh, not today, but I did manage to speak to our indoor volleyball um, men's captain, Roly Forova. Let's hear now the PNG men's volleyball captain, silver medalist, Roly Forova with Patricia Chiamo. Things are fresh off the field. 
congratulations uh, despite losing the finals to uh, Tahiti uh, you and the team uh, won silver and made history for PNG uh, even that we've never been into the playoff uh, for gold so how do you feel about that as captain uh, I feel great um, really proud of the boys we have uh, come this far uh, all our training paid off in fact so I'm really proud of them. Uh, nine debutants, it's uh, just the start of their game, so I'm really proud of them. All right, uh, just run me through um, how your preparations were like uh, back in PNG. I know and the boys put in a lot of work, it took months to you know, put the team together. Just run me through how all that went. Uh, from day one, we were just like brothers. We, we came from different uh, provinces, but when, when, when it comes to training or stuff like that, we're always together and it, it turns out to be, a, 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 what will I say, it turns out to be a culture. So we build that relationship back home and then coming this far, we were 60 and then 60 down to 30 and 30 down to 19, 19 down to 16 and then 14 flight as well. I'm really blessed to have the 60, 30, and the, the, those were the those are some of the boys that uh, pushed us to be here today. So I'm really grateful to, for them, also, and uh, all the best. Um, like I said, like uh, you guys made history. I mean, the last time PNG won a medal was back in 2011, and like, I guess captain, like, what what would be your message or? Yeah, that to you know everyone back home, like the reserve players that stay back in PNG and the coaches, trainers, everyone who supported all of you. It's a great achievement. Uh, my message is just to stay humble uh, and you know be honest in your training. And then don't give excuses. Give your full hundred percent and then de- dedicate yourself. Uh, it's uh, discipline yourself and then you'll get. Yeah, so I'm really happy. Thank you. On ABC Radio Australia, you're listening to Fresh Off The Field, live from the 2023 Pacific Games. That's right, we are live from Honiara, the Pacific Games 2023, uh, and that was the captain of PNG Men's Volleyball and silver medalist Roly Ferrova with Patricia Chiamo, my co-host for today. Now, Declan, our producer, has gone for a little jog. Uh, there's nothing happening in the track and field at the moment with the National Stadium. As we mentioned, we do have the football happening after the show, so that's a little bit later on. But Declan has made his way to the boxing, the Friendship Hall. Declan, can you hear me? Yeah, I got you. The netball has just wrapped up. There was a game between the Solomon Islands and Vanuatu. They have these playoffs, so Solomon Islands won that. The home crowd was stoked with that. But that netball game, the end of that match, means we are set for a full night of boxing finals. The crowd is in nice and early. They've been here for a while. The boxing doesn't start for another five, ten minutes, but not a seat spare in the house. And they just did like a ceremonial entrance for the referees, all in their nice pressed short white sleeve shirts, their black bow ties. They walked in. It was sort of like, you know, when you're waiting at the airport for a flight and the uh, the staff, the flight staff come past you? Sort of like that. Everyone gave them a polite clap, nodded to them. Uh, so they are in place and I'm just I'm just going to sneak back here. All right, I've just snuck behind a little net where all the boxes are waiting, all the teams are. Let me have a little look. So I've got Papua New Guinea, who I think have, by the look of it, maybe got three or four fighters in this night session. A couple of them getting rub downs, a couple of them getting massages. 
Uh, and two of the PNG fighters sort of shadow boxing each other, so helping each other out. In fact, one's just walked over to the woman who looks like she'll be in the first fight. So first fight, just having a look. Papua New Guinea v Solomon Islands. And yeah, she's getting good support from her team. Obviously, the Solomon Islands boxer is going to have a huge amount of support here in the crowd. I can see lots of Solly flags. The team is around her. So yeah, we're just a few minutes away from a full night of boxing. It is hot. It is steamy. Punches are about to be thrown. <laughs> I love that description. Now, you've mentioned that the netball has just finished. Both the netball and the boxing is happening in the Friendship Hall. It gets really hot in there. Is it getting a little bit cooler with all of the fans leaving the netball or it, it's not cooling down at all in the Friendship Hall? Yeah, come on, Bobby. You've been here a week now. You know there's no <laughs> cooling down in this joint. The big fans on the roof are doing next to nothing. So it is sweaty in here. Look, it's not as sweaty as last night. Uh, but as I said, boxing hasn't started yet. So just as more people find their way in, basically, as I said, every seat is taken. Then there's standing room only at the back. And let me just have a look. So that is four or five deep at least. So I'm, I'm pretty lucky. I've snuck behind here with my pass and I'm sitting in the the athlete area there's a bit of space for me to move around i've got some fresh air in the bleachers there in amongst it it is sardines it is sweaty uh yeah i know where i'd rather be happily happily oh. holding this bus <laughs> you mentioned looking behind uh where the boxes were actually preparing and you said that they were getting rubbed down so i i mean i i know you get rubbed downs when it's cold and before footy matches but i, I just thought that they'd be so hot uh, what's the point of a rub down Oh, look, you're testing my um, physio knowledge here, Bobby, which is very limited. But I'm going to guess, look, the vigorous amount of, like, shaking of the leg muscles, I'm thinking it's more of a warm-up thing. But as I say mm. that, and I'm sitting here in 30-plus degree heat, warm-up doesn't feel necessary. But it's, I guess, to activate those muscles. Boxing is has such fast twitch movements. So, um, yeah. yeah, that PNG guy still getting a rub down on his calves, activating it, getting ready for his fight. There's, yeah, there's about six or eight PNG fighters throughout the night here, so they'll be looking for a strong night. Patricia, I'm sure you'll be cheering them on, doing your little shadow boxing there in the studio. Yes, definitely. <laughs> she has been cheering every time you've mentioned that there's a PNG. Oh, there's another PNG boxer. Oh, we've got another one. She's jumping and cheering every single time. Uh, now, the referees got out nice and early. What are they doing? Are they are they walking around the ring? Are they stretching so, themselves? Probably funny warming you say up to that. Yeah, yeah, they're warming up. Yeah, they're <laughs> massaging each other. Uh, no, they're not. They're very official. So they've just taken their spots. I didn't realise this. Uh, the the referees and the scorers, like the judges, sit all around the ring. So they've taken their seats, and then the main ref in the ring has just gone and shaken all the ropes, I guess, to make sure all the connections are, are solid. We don't want any boxers hitting those ropes and getting flung out of the boxing ring. And you might be able to hear some cheers because the first fight is just about a minute away. So it is, oh. it is good. It's fun here. Brilliant. Well, thank you very much for that, uh, Declan. We've got the news coming up, but we've got plenty more coming up after the news. Stick around. Fresh off the field, live here from Haniara from the Pacific Games. ABC Radio Australia. This is Fresh Off The Field. The sporting spirit of the Pacific. Yes, here we are live from Honiara, the Pacific Games. It is day 11. We've got one more day of competition uh, and, of course, the closing ceremony. My name is Bobby McCumber, your host, and I'm joined by Patricia Chiamo. 
One of the sports reporters for the national newspaper in PNG who has been wonderful jumping on on Monday, here on Friday, and getting your athletes on the show. Uh, Patricia, you've been here a little while. I'm sure you're exhausted, but are you a little sad that we're coming to the end of the Pacific Games? Yeah, definitely. Um, it's sad that everything's ending, everyone's leaving. <laughs> Most of us are leaving on Sunday. Uh, it's really sad. I, who knows? I might not be here for the next specific game, so it's really sad. And even more sad that this is our last show together, live. Well, live, that's it. I'm certainly going to be doing more shows with you in the future, but I'm making the most of doing this live with you as well. Patricia, I'm going to ask you what has been a highlight for you in the Pacific Games. And you can have, look, I'll give you two if you can't decide. A couple of highlights for you. Oh. Well, uh, the recent one was um, last night, uh, 4 by 400 meter relay. I'm bringing this back to PNG. No, that's okay. <laughs> yeah, um, you know, it was a very historic moment for us. You know, the last time this happened, uh, the men's and women's relay team taking out the 4 by 400 meter relay was at the 2015 Pacific Games that was hosted in PNG. And unfortunately, I wasn't there to witness that. So last night was very special for me. Uh, it was the highlight of my time here at the Pacific Games, you know, to witness uh, your country making history. Yeah, that, that, that one's really special. Yeah, I, you know, I've had so many athletes coming on and we've spoken to commentators and, and reporters and there are just so many beautiful stories and I love that we can share so many of them. But you're right, you know, things that we are experiencing here might go down in history and we'll never be able to experience them again. So we've got a couple of days left. We are enjoying every bit of it. Uh, now, yesterday we said that seven countries were still looking for their first gold medal. Well, on day 10 and today, day 11, Wallace and Fortuna picked up two golds both won by Stephen Malangi uh, in the discus and shot put. You've been over at the track and field. Uh, how have the events been going over there? Yeah, it's been really great. You know, uh, there are some events that, you know, you have um, people expecting the favourites, like countries who have um, competed well and medaled really well in certain events. And then there's um, other countries, you know, surprising everyone. Take Wallace and Fortuna, for example, mm. taking out gold today and the first for their country. That was really exciting to see, you know, other countries are stepping up and, you know, giving the top ones a run for their money. It's what we'd like to see. Yeah, exactly. We want to see all of those people getting medals and not just the ones you're expecting. We love to hear those stories as well. We've got Nauru walking past. I can see Nauru boxing at the back. Yes, got a couple of waves there. Yes, love to get one of them on the show. We've only got a few minutes to go, though, unfortunately. Uh, listen, up next, we will meet a Guam grandmother who only learned to swim in her 40s and is now representing her country at the Pacific Games at the age of 54 in the triathlon and a few other events. Join me, Rick Howe, on Island Music for the finest in ska, rocksteady, roots, dub, sizzling dancehall and all the hottest releases from around the Pacific. Hi, I'm Ronnie Koreni from Sorong Samurai and you're listening to Island Music. My name is Tierney from Titanio Takara and you're listening to Island Music. Join me, Rick Howe, on Island Music. Saturdays, 12pm PNG time on ABC Radio Australia. On ABC Radio Australia, you're listening to Fresh Off The Field, live from the 2023 Pacific Games. I'm here now with Guam's Mylene Garcia, 54-year-old, uh, who has just competed in the Aqualathon and yesterday did the triathlon. Uh, 
and on Wednesday as well. Um, how are you feeling competing here at the Pacific Games, Marlene? I was excited and I know there's a lot of people are nicer here so and then I you know when I see a lot of kids I'm just inspired them to do what I mean I want to see them grow up like me you know um, I don't know I just tell them you continue what they're doing right now and then I want to see them in Pacific Games four years right now because I won't be competing though I said I'm gonna be maybe a manager Wonderful. So you, like I mentioned, 54 years old, so fit, competing in multiple events. How long have you been running for and competing? Oh, I start my swimming. I mean, I'm just a runner, runner for 30 years already. But I start my uh, swimming in 2012. I was 46 years old when I learned how to swim. And then I continue what I'm doing. And then whenever we have a Guam Triathlon series or the um, qualification, qualifying things, whatever, I just race. And then they asked me if I want to do it. I said, okay. But actually, this is for my one of our best triathletes in Guam. She's supposed to be here, but she gave it to me. So I said, okay, I'm so excited to, to race for her. <laughs> How have you adapted to the conditions? It's been really hot here and you're running on the concrete. It must be hot for you out there. Um, actually, it's almost the same thing back in home. Uh, yeah, it's hot right now, and most people are wonderful. They're always smiling, they're cheering on me, and then some kids from other countries, they call me, yes, grandma, grandma. <laughs> you say they cheer on grandma. You are actually a grandmother. How many grandchildren do you have? I have five grandchildren, nine years old, eight, four, and one, and six months. And what do you hope to do to inspire younger people to, you know, yeah, believe that they I mean, can run and do things they want? And their mom, even their like, other mom out there, if I can do it, they can do it too. Yes. You're doing an incredible job. Uh, now, about a month ago, you were in Finland. Uh, how, how were the conditions there? I was in Finland in September. I did qualify in last year, so I did the world championship. Um, Racing against best of the best athletes, so I was happy that I'm one of them. And what were the conditions like over there in comparison to here in the heat? Cold, super cold for us. You, it's like when you jump in the water, it's like ice in your face. I was gonna quit, but I said no, I won't because my pocket was shouting at me. I paid for this. <laughs> Actually, I was dedicating this uh, those races for my sister. Just got. Um, diagnosed with cancer in September also. So I said, I need to finish this race for her. <laughs> so that's okay. Oh, incredible strength. So you, uh, you said this will be your last Pacific Games. No doubt. How many Pacific Games have you competed for Guam? I did in 2015 at PNG and this one. This is my second Pacific Games. And what is the team like that have come over here from Guam that are competing at the Pacific Games? Are you quite close together with your teammates? Yes, we're quite close. We're so happy that I'm with the 16 years old. I told them, yeah, I have two teammates, two 16, 21. And the men's, actually the men's, they were okay. We're all close together. We team, you know, we came here as a team. We fight this as a team. That's fantastic. Uh, what, so you've finished now all of your competitions. What will you be doing for the last couple of days here at the Pacific Games? Okay, yes, today is our last day, but then um, tomorrow we're going to be here for the closing ceremony and then we leave on Sunday. Well, no doubt, as you said, you're a grandmother to five grandchildren uh, and you're 54 years old. You're doing incredible out there. Congratulations and good luck for your next adventure.
Thank you so much. Live from the home of the Pacific Games, Honiara, you're listening to Fresh Off The Field. Yes, that's right. You are listening to Fresh Off The Field, live from Honiara. We are based outside the National Stadium, where a big football match is about to take place after the show. But Declan, he's run from the Friendship Hall. He's now in the National Stadium. Declan, can you hear me? Yeah, I got you. And the National Stadium has been transformed in the last hour since the relays. They've turned what was a track and field stadium to a soccer field. So they've removed like the, all the nets for the discus. They've removed all the high jump, the javelin stuff. And they've turned the outfield. They've quickly painted it. They've turned it into a football field so that this women's final between PNG can happen. And look, I've got a bit brave. I, there's not many officials around. Don't tell anyone, but I've walked right up to the goal. And I'm standing on the field right now. I've got the best view ever. This is what it feels like to be a professional athlete. <laughs> Patricia said that she saw you. Did you see him on the track the other day as well? Yeah, yesterday. Mm, so you're getting spotted out there, Declan. You're getting away with it at the moment, so that's a good thing. Uh, who, out of the supporters, who would you say has got more supporters in the crowd at the moment? Oh, the crowd's still filing in, but I've definitely got a few Fijian waves just then, so I think they're going to be making noise. Patricia, you better send out a message to every PNG person in Honiara that they need to get down to the stadium. There's a few pockets of each, but I reckon the Fijians just have it. Oh, all right. Well, it's heating up in the National Stadium. We do have that football match coming up very soon, uh, so looking forward to getting there. Thank you very much for that, Declan. Uh, up next, we're going to get one of the New Caledonian track and field athletes. They've dominated the games, leading the tally almost from start to finish. So why not hear from one of their medal winners, Leslie Filituulanga, up next. Join me, Rick Howe, on Island Music for the finest in ska, rocksteady, roots, dub, sizzling dancehall and all the hottest releases from around the Pacific. Hi, I'm Ronnie Koreni from Sorong Samurai and you're listening to Island Music. My name is Tierney from Tetangio Takara and you're listening to Island Music. Join me, Rick Howe, on Island Music. Saturdays, 12pm PNG time on ABC Radio Australia. This is Fresh Off The Field, live from the 2023 Pacific Games on ABC Radio Australia. So we're here live just outside the National Stadium, fresh off the field, live during the Pacific Games, and I'm joined now by a New Caledonian athlete. I'll get you to say your full name for us. Hello, my name is Leslie Filtranga. Now, Leslie, uh, tell us about you've had four events that you've been competing in, all the throws. Uh, tell us how you went in each of them. I uh, I was very happy and excited to do all the throws uh, and I think I did good because I I won uh, two silver uh, two silvers medal and one bronze so it's good. What were the silver medals in and what were your distances? Um, I have two silver medals in javelin and discus throw. Uh, in discus I throw at uh, 47 and uh, in javelin 41. And the bronze medal is uh, on um, shot pad and I, do, and I did 14 medals. 
Congratulations, that's a big effort. You're done with competing now. Uh, tell us about your journey here to the Pacific Games. So whereabouts are you based? You're representing New Caledonia. I live in France uh, for those studies and sports, uh, the both. But uh, I'm happy to compete here for New Caledonia because my uh, my country. And uh, I love the, um, the moves and the vibes of uh, Pacific Games. How long did it take you to get to Honiara from France? Uh, maybe plus 24 hours because there are many uh, breaks and it was very long. Where did you fly to? Did you have to stop at other countries and what countries? Uh, yeah, I have to stop uh, many countries. I go to uh, Amsterdam, after I go to Tokyo in Japan, ne- next to uh, New Caledonia and uh, next uh, to Solomon Island. Long trip just to get here. Uh, how has your experience been? Is this your first Pacific Games? Uh, no, it's not my uh, first because it's my second. I did uh, Samoa Pacific Games and uh, there I uh, won uh, gold medal. Yeah, in this case, I was young and I was very proud because it was my first experience, a first medal. So tell me about your connection to New Caledonia. So that's where you grew up? Yeah, it's where I grew up, I make friends, I, uh, I start, studied uh, track and field, uh, especially the first, and uh, I love this country. And you have a lot of connections to the Pacific. Uh, tell me about your parents and where they're from. Uh, yeah, I love the Pacific because I come uh, from there. Uh, my parents come from uh, Wallis and Futuna. That's another island uh, next to the New Caledonia. And uh, I'm happy to see uh, all the country of the uh, Pacific because uh, they are very beautiful. And I hope I can uh, travel uh, in uh, everywhere. Uh, how have you adapted to the conditions, the weather, the heat? I think it's very difficult because uh, I come from the very cold in France because it's uh, the the of summer and uh, here it's very hot so the, the debut was very uh, difficult but now I think uh, it's so so <laughs> so not very good because I already I almost uh, sweet etc but uh, it's okay. What are the conditions like in France at the moment with the weather? Uh, now in France it's very cold. <laughs> it's very cold. Is it easier to adapt to the hot weather or the cold weather? What do you prefer? Mm, I don't know because uh, I think it's it's for me it's uh, easier to uh, to acclimate to the hot weather because I can't with the cold. <laughs> it's very difficult because in your country it's not a cold country so. Yeah, I think it's better as a hot. So how have your parents reacted when they heard the medals that you have won so far at the Pacific Games? I think they were happy. Uh, have you heard from other friends as well, people that are congratulating you for your messages, uh, for your medals, sorry? Uh, I don't know because uh, my Wi-Fi doesn't, uh, doesn't work, so I can't contact them. But uh, I will see that in your calendar, yeah. Hopefully on the way home at one of the airports you can connect to the Wi-Fi and get all of your messages. Yeah, uh, I didn't see that. I didn't saw my message, so I don't know. Uh, I have to be concentrated, focused, stay focused on my events, so I say it's okay to not have a Wi-Fi on my phone. Good way to concentrate. Well, thank you so much for your time, Leslie, and once again, congratulations on your medals. Thank you so much. 
You're listening to Fresh Off The Field, live from the Solomon Islands and the Pacific Games. Ah, Leslie, another gold medalist, not a gold medalist, sorry, she was in her last Pacific Games, but another medalist uh, here at the Pacific Games from New Caledonia. We're seeing plenty of them here on the show, walking past. As I mentioned, we are based out the front of the National Stadium. Uh, My name is Bobby McCumber. I'm joined by Patricia Chiamo. It seems to have dropped in degrees just a little bit, Patricia. Yeah, definitely. The place looks like uh, it might rain. Let's hope it doesn't rain. (laughs) Yeah, hopefully not before the big football match that we've got happening in the National Stadium. But in the boxing, Declan, he's made a run for it. He is absolutely doing some fitness today. Uh, Declan, can you hear me in the Friendship Hall? Yeah, I got you. It is raining punches here in the Friendship Hall. <laughs> Tahiti and Papua New Guinea in the women's 64 kilo. So uh, this is a big one. I can see a lot of the PNG crowd who were there when I was watching the 4 by 100s They've come straight here. So there was a really loud guy who's wearing this sort of feathered headdress in Papua New Guinea colours. He is leading the cheers here. They've just gone um, to a little break into their corners after the first round in this second fight. So, second fight, is it, it's still packed out. Where have you managed to get a spot this time? Yeah, well, the main entrance is full. You know how I said it was four deep before. It's probably ten deep yes. now out the gate. Oh. You cannot get in. So I've snuck around the back way again. I went past the athletes. And it's pretty cool. Everyone who's here for tonight, there's about ten fights, which means 20 fighters, which means, like, over 100 people for each, um, like, overall, including everyone for the team. They all sit and watch every fight. Every chair is faced towards the fight. They're not training anymore. All those warm-ups, all those massages, they are over. It is fight night and everyone is just glued to every single um, boxer that enters the ring. Oh, one of the things that I love about the boxing is the announcer. Oh, do they have voices and is everyone ready to rumble? Can you see the announcer or are they off the ring, uh, the actual boxing ring stage? You're right, Bobby. They are very important. I think they get a spot up the top in an air-conditioned room, plush couches. They get their golden microphone. They're not not anywhere near the rest of us. They're not sweating. They've got to have everything in check so that those big ready-to-rumbles are are just spot on. So I can't see them. I'm guessing they're up high in in the plush suites. And when you look around at the crowd, are there, what's the percentage that you would say of actual athletes that are coming and supporting or uh, Solomon Island locals that are coming out and watching? Oh, it's a good question. I reckon maybe 80-20. So 80% just the public coming in, cheering on their favourite fighters. And then I'm over with the athletes. So I'm sitting um, just next to the Papua New Guinea supporters, Team Nauru Tahiti, the big Tahiti contingent here for this fight. So they're all athletes. They're cheering on their fighters. So there's great camaraderie amongst all the athletes um, here at the Boxing Hall, which I guess, like Bobby, if your friend was an athlete, cool, if they run, yeah, you go watch them. If your friend's a boxer, you would go because you're, like, caring about them. You don't want to see them get punched. You don't want to see them get hurt. So it feels like there's, like, an extra level of care from all the other athletes at the moment. Huge couple of punches there. They've locked horns. Referees breaking them apart. Oh, I wouldn't want to be a boxer. Bobby? Oh, I tell you what, it's funny you mentioned that. You know, my mother, any kitty bus woman, she used to watch me play football growing up. And if anyone tackled me, mum wanted to jump the fence. So I cannot imagine what Pacific Islander parents do watching their child in a punch-on. Is anyone looking like they're going to jump in there? 
<laughs> I can't see any mums or dads like <laughs> proudly being held back or like cheering for their daughters out there. But uh, I'll keep an eye on it. Maybe the security guards who I can see to my left and the police are here just to watch out for any uh, overzealous parents. <laughs> oh, all happening. Thank you very much for that cross over there in the Friendship Hall, Declan. Much appreciated. Pleasure. I'm going to keep watching this. This is on. And jump in if you see something more exciting happening as well. Patricia, we are coming to the end of the show. Like you said, it's cooled down. There's been a grey cloud that has been hovering over Honiara for a couple of days. When's it going to hit? Do you think the rain is going to hit Honiara anytime soon? Yeah, it looks like it, but I'm hoping it won't. Maybe the weather's just being sad like the rest of us that everything's ending and we're leaving. <laughs> Everything is ending. It is. We've still got a little bit more time left. Here we are, of course, fresh off the field, doing live shows from Honiara for the Pacific Games. Nisha Daly was here all week. They finished up and they went back home this morning, so that was very sad, but we are still here. Oh, we've got less than five minutes to go and I just want to milk up this atmosphere. We are based out the front of the National Stadium We've got many food stalls all around us, and I have eaten from 90% of these food stalls. One of the things that I haven't eaten, but I've seen a lot of people walking around with them, uh, is fairy floss. I mean, fairy floss, when it is 30 degrees and 85% humidity, is not something that I want to eat. How about you, Patricia? Would yeah, you me eat it? No. Me what are some of the food stalls that you have been getting yourself into whilst you've been here at the Pacific Games? Because you've been here every day as well. Yeah, I think I've been to almost all the food stalls here and, yeah, almost tried almost everything, uh, including the Magnum tent there. They have really nice ice creams. Have you tried any? I haven't yet, but I did have one of the guests on from Norfolk Island, uh, Ada, and she had one ice cream sitting right in front of her uh, and it, it looked amazing. Uh, but yeah, look, like I said, we are nearly finishing up the show here live from Honiara. We've been here for the Pacific Games. It's been incredible to have our live broadcast here. A big thank you to all of the crew who have helped out here. Uh, like I mentioned, Nisha Daly finished up. Oh, Melissa Farah is just walking past. Another woman who is a co-host on Fresh Off the Field. She's working here for the Pacific Games. You're a co-host on Fresh Off the Field. Yes, I'm talking to you. She, she can't believe Yes, I'm talking to you. That's the fun thing about doing live outdoor broadcasts. Come on, Melissa. Come jump down. We've got two minutes. Two minutes. You can jump on one of the mics now. Uh, Melissa Farah, uh, she is a former player for the Vanuatu cricket team. Now she She's a commentator. She's jumping on the mic for the last couple of minutes. Melissa Farre, how has your experience been here at the Pacific Games? Oh, it has been amazing, Bobby. I'm, I've just been, uh, I'm about to go look for some food because I'm starving. <laughs> I've been covering athletics all day um, and uh, doing para-athletics, actually. You shot put, um, ambulant and javelin ambulant. And also I've, I had the pleasure of uh, covering uh, the women's 4x100 relay. So that has been exciting. So I've had a full week of athletics and that has been incredibly exciting. So big, big week. I had swimming last week, athletics this week. So I have been where all the action has been. Um, so I tired. Yes. Um, but home stretch. Home, home stretch. Last, uh, last day tomorrow. Last day tomorrow. So. Got the, um, the closing ceremony. Are you going to be working or enjoying that? Uh, 
hopefully doing both. Try and enjoy it, uh, but work at the same time. So <laughs> that should be fun. Don't know how I'm going to do that, but uh, it should be fun. Oh, of course. Uh, thank you so much. I know you are flat out, and, I'm, and you've probably only got a short break to go and grab some food. So I will let you go. But thank you, Melissa Fare. No I'll worries. get you back on Fresh Off the Field very soon. Thank you for having me. Oh, I tell you what, it has been huge. 24 countries competing in the Pacific Games here in Honiara. Out of those 24 countries, we've had people from 20 of those countries coming on and having a chat to us. It's been absolutely incredible. Over five days, fresh off the field, live here, we've had almost 50 guests on the show. We've had Patricia Chiamo as my co-host on Monday and also today. A uh, big thank you to Declan, the producer of the show, and of course, Jules, who's been doing an incredible job behind the scenes. Thank you, Jules. Thank you to the team. We've done an excellent job here, if I do say so myself, and we've had a lot of fun. Thank you so much for tuning in to Fresh Off the Field, live from Honiara for the Pacific Games. Here we go. We're finishing up. We've got another day to go. Fresh Off the Field. We'll catch you next week.